We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. WinBet is now live in all these states, and the excitement of Win Las Vegas has finally landed in online sports betting and casino play. From boosted parlays to live in-game betting odds on every major sport, WinBet gives you the tools to win. Sign up today for your risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com to start winning. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 11 of the Waiver Wire Rider podcast on Rotoviz Radio. I am your host, Zachary Kruger, and today we're going to take a look at players who you should consider adding ahead of your week 13 fantasy football matchups. Uh, with the playoff season quickly approaching, now's the time to get those players into your lineups, get them on your roster so you can make that push for a fantasy football championship. Keep in mind that these suggestions are based off of PPR scoring, uh, so be sure to adjust accordingly if you're playing in a different format. And as always, you can reach out to me with any questions you may have on Twitter at ZK underscore. FFB. I will do my best to respond to as many as I can throughout the week. Now, let's go ahead and get into the show. Before we get into our players, it is worth mentioning that Week 13 features four teams on by the Carolina Panthers, the Cleveland Browns, the Green Bay Packers, and the Tennessee Titans are all on buys this week, so that's going to leave us with a couple of positions to navigate. Hopefully, we can go ahead and get through it, though. The first position that we're going to look at and the first player we're going to look at is the quarterback position, and that player is Saints quarterback Taysom Hill, who is currently rostered in 6% of Yahoo Fantasy Leagues. Last week, the Saints lost 31-6 to to the Buffalo Bills. In Week 13, the Saints will host the Dallas Cowboys. Now, reports have surfaced earlier this week that Taysom Hill is slated to take over as a Saints starting quarterback ahead of this week's matchup against the Cowboys. Hill has been banged up all season, dealing with a concussion earlier in the year, and now most recently a foot injury. He has not played in the last two weeks. He has not scored a fantasy point since Week 10, and he has only scored 6.96 fantasy points from Week 7-12. to So, so Taysom Hill has not given us a lot this year, but now he has a chance to be the starter, and we know that Taysom Hill can be a good starting quarterback when given the opportunity to. Last season, when Drew Brees was out from weeks 10 to 13, Hill filled in admirably for him. He was the overall quarterback 15 in fantasy points per game with 19.8, and over that span, he threw four touchdowns to just two interceptions while also rushing for 209 yards and four touchdowns. His rushing expected fantasy points per game over that span was 7.8 rushing expected points per game, which led all quarterbacks, including Lamar Jackson, while his rushing fantasy points over expectation in that span was 3.7, which was also tops in the league over those four weeks. Now, Hill is available in 94% of Yahoo leagues, so he is an all 
all likelihood available in most leagues. If there's a chance that he could possibly uh, be a quarterback who you think is going to be someone who you can set and forget in your lineups, now's your chance to get him. If you've been streaming quarterbacks for most of the season, now's your chance to go out and get a guy who we know um, can not only be a decent passer, but also has rushing upside. So I would strongly recommend going out there and getting Hill. Over the next several weeks, Hill has games against Dallas this week, then the New York Jets, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the Miami Dolphins, and then the Carolina Panthers. So go ahead, go out there, put a fab bid in on him. I'm recommending 20 to 30% in a one quarterback league just because I do think he could give you that much upside. And then if he's available in a two quarterback league or a super flex league, I'd be looking to spend about 80 to 90% of my budget. If you already have one decent quarterback, having Hill as, a, uh, as your quarterback too could potentially mean that in uh, several weeks you are rostering two top 12 quarterbacks, which is not always easy to get. So uh, Taysom Hill, one quarterback league, 20 to 30% fab, uh, two quarterback or super flex league, 80 to 90% fab. Get him on your team. Uh, his upside is tremendous, especially when you factor in his rushing upside. The next quarterback we're going to look at is San Francisco 49ers quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo. He is currently rostered in 34% of leagues in week 12. He and the 49ers defeat the Minnesota Vikings 34-26 in week 13. They travel to Seattle to face the Seahawks. In their win over the Vikings, Garoppolo completed 17 of 26 passes for 230 yards, one touchdown, and one interception. He also rushed three times for no yards and finished the day with 12.2 fantasy points, which was good for the quarterback 21 overall. Now, uh, Garoppolo has not had... 20 fantasy points or more since week nine against the Cardinals. But if you're planning on uh, getting a quarterback for the playoffs, if you're starting to plan for the playoffs, I think Jimmy Garoppolo is at least an interesting quarterback because earlier in the season, if you may recall, when we were drafting best ball teams, a lot of the 49ers players were players who we were interested in rostering for this specific time and season uh, in anticipation that one, we were going to make the playoffs, and then two, wanting to make sure that we had the appropriate pieces in place for a playoff run. So uh, we were drafting players like Trey Lance, Debo Samuel, Raheem Mostert, George Kittle, and Brandon Ayuk, not just because of what we thought they could give us over the course of the regular season, but then also for the fantasy playoffs. Now, uh, Trey Lance does not appear to be a thing in 2021, at least he hasn't to this point, and we know we lost Raheem Mostert in the first or second week of the season. He's been out for months, uh, but if Trey Lance isn't going to play in 21, then I think at the very least, Jimmy Garoppolo becomes somewhat of an interesting ad, if for no other reason than maybe you've been streaming quarterbacks all season, and he could be that reliable quarterback still. Uh, given the fantasy playoffs. Uh, from weeks 15 to 17, the 49ers get the Atlanta Falcons, the Tennessee Titans, and the Houston Texans. We know these are not good defenses. We know these are defenses that are capable of being beat um, by, by you know, quarterbacks, um, by, by, by quarterbacks who are given the chance to throw the ball. The one downside with that is that Jimmy Garoppolo has not thrown more than 26 times in the last three weeks. The 49ers are 3-0 over that span. So it does kind of look like Jimmy uh, Garoppolo isn't going to get a chance to throw a lot of passes if the team is in a positive of game script but nevertheless the defenses that he's going to get are still not good defenses they're still worth looking at if you've been streaming quarterback all season maybe for a couple of weeks Jimmy Garoppolo gives you enough points to get you to a fantasy football championship even if he's only putting out about 20 points it's a risky uh ad it's not a guy who I love looking at but I think he's worth mentioning just because of how aggressive we were at targeting 49ers players all offseason ahead of what we assume would be a fantasy football playoff run now we're going to get into the running back position 
question, but we're going to do things a little bit differently than we have in previous weeks, mainly because there was so much that happened at the running back position this past week that I feel like just doing um, a dive on two running backs would be a little bit of a disservice given everything that has happened. Uh, We have several players who suffered injuries. We have players whose status we maybe don't know because of supposed uh, rumors of rest. those guys who I'm looking at in particular is Christian McCaffrey, who suffered an ankle injury. He was placed on IR and ruled out for the season. Dalvin Cook has a dislocated shoulder and a torn labrum. It's expected that he's going to miss at least weeks 13 and 14. And then there were rumors about Ezekiel Elliott receiving what they're really just kind of classifying as rest and possibly a dialed back workload in the coming weeks. But then, of course, after I made that note and before I recorded this, Jerry Jones, of all people, comes out and says that Ezekiel Elliott is expected to see a heavy workload. So I don't quite know how to balance that one. We're going to go ahead and treat it as if there's a possibility that he won't see the workload that he has in in weeks past uh, but that could certainly change we I I struggle to know how much to invest in what Jerry Jones is saying and then Daryl Henderson of the Los Angeles Rams to a lesser extent also suffered a quad strain he may or may not play in week 13 he's going to be monitored throughout the week the team is saying but with these injuries and rest designations I think there are several running backs who could be in play Uh, you have Tony Pollard of course of the Cowboys he's rostered in 83 percent of leagues he's probably rostered in your league but in the event that he is not I'd be dropping a lot of fab on him possibly upwards of 100 percent of my remaining fab because uh, we really don't know what's going to happen with Ezekiel Elliott Ezekiel Elliott maybe he does get held out for rest maybe he is more of a backup running back to Tony Pollard down the stretch with Pollard being the younger more explosive back who we know not only is capable of running but also capable of catching passes and doing a very good job with that as well so I think Pollard is a easy high bid given the ambiguity of that backfield situation and the fact that we really don't know what's going to happen with Zeke I think anything is possible I think Pollard is a player who's worth having uh, even if he's not the starter as evidenced by the fact that he's still rostering 83 percent of leagues but Pollard if he's available go out there and get him throw the house at him get him on your team you never know what could happen with Zeke Alexander Madison of course the backup to Dalvin Cook is another one he's rostered in 52 percent of leagues I think that number is a little bit low. I had addressed that a few weeks ago. I said to go out and get Alexander Madison in case something happened to Dalvin Cook. It was kind of an obvious statement, but I was also surprised to see how low he was rostered. I'd be putting a 90% fab bid on him, if not also 100% as well. Uh, Dalvin Cook is expected to be out the next two weeks, but he could be out longer than that. We just don't know. And of course, we know that he has uh, an injury history and he is a player who is often banged up. So uh, something else to consider there. Another player to a lesser extent on the Vikings, you could put a very cheap fab bid on you could probably get him for nothing is rookie running back Kenny Wangu who has looked very good in kick returning and showing his explosiveness that his explosiveness that way he's returned two kicks for touchdowns in the last four weeks he hasn't gotten a lot of offensive work but he is on the depth chart according to the Vikings uh depth chart the backup to Alexander Madison so I would expect him to maybe see a tiny bit of work but maybe he gets a little bit more work than he did earlier when Cook was out simply because of how explosive he has looked in the kick return game now if we keep going uh again Christian McCaffrey done for the season uh, Chuba Hubbard, he's only rostering 40% of leagues. I'd be doing about 60% fab bid on him. The reason, again, is because I think that there's a possibility that uh, Hubbard doesn't see quite as much of the work share that he did earlier on when Christian McCaffrey was out. Running back Amir Abdullah has also seen some work in recent weeks. He has 28 carries on the season for 95 yards. He has caught 16 of 24 targets for 129 yards. On the season, Hubbard has only caught 20 or 19 passes on 29 targets. So they're nearly neck and neck in terms of receptions and targets. And then uh, Hubbard has 152 receiving yards. Abdullah has 129. So they are very close. I think that Abdullah is also, again, kind of like Kene Wangu, worth a very cheap uh, fab bid. Maybe you get him for close to nothing at all, but he's a player who could turn into something down the road. And then 
then lastly, again, Daryl Henderson, quad strain. Could play week 13. Maybe he doesn't, but they are getting the Jaguars. If Daryl Henderson sits, I think Sonny Michelle begins to flirt with a top 12 status for at least week 13. He's only rostered in 28% of leagues. I'd be doing about a 10 to 15% fab bid on Sonny Michelle. Get him on your lineup. And then lastly, um, Miles Sanders suffered a knee injury against the New York Giants. We don't know what his status is, but if he's out, Boston Scott becomes in play. Even Jordan Howard possibly becomes in play if Miles Sanders is to miss this upcoming week where they get the New York Jets, who we know gives up a ton of fancy points to the running back position. So there are a lot of guys to consider, a lot of guys to get after. I didn't want to just mention two players. I kind of decided to throw as many running backs as I could whose situations I could think of into this. Hopefully it's uh, f- some use to you all and you guys are able to go out there and get the appropriate bids and on the appropriate players. Colin Kelly here, the executive producer of the Road of His Radio Podcast Network and co-host of the Road of His Overtime Podcast along with the phenomenal Sean Siegel. The wait is over, the NFL season is here and there's no better time than the present to sign up for a Road of His NFL Pass. You'll get access to all of our content, all of our tools, and everything you need to help you for that in-season success. As a loyal podcast listener, you can get yourself a 10% discount to a Rotoviz NFL Pass just by adding the code RVRADIO2021 at checkout. Go to rotoviz.com forward slash podcast for more information. Let's go get those championships. I hope you enjoy the podcast. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Moving over now to the wide receiver position, the first wide receiver we're going to look at is Van Jefferson, the Los Angeles Rams. He is rostered in 49% of leagues, so he's not the lowest rostered player in fantasy, but he is certainly uh, still going to be available in a decent number of leagues out there. Last week in week 12, the Rams lost 36-28 at the Green Bay Packers. In week 13, the Rams play host to the Jacksonville Jaguars in their loss to the Packers. Uh, Jefferson saw nine targets. He caught three passes for 93 yards and had a touchdown. He finished the day with 18.3 fantasy points, which was good for the wide receiver 14 overall. Now, the thing I think is really interesting and kind of crazy with this one is that a couple weeks ago, everything was supposed to be going against Van Jefferson in terms of Odell Beckham Jr. signing with the Rams. Uh, Robert Woods is going to remain the in all likelihood the wide receiver too. OBJ slides into that 
wide receiver three slot, but then a couple days after OBJ signs, Robert Woods goes down the, this essentially quad of wide receivers and Cooper Cup, OBJ, Robert Woods, and Van Jefferson never play a down of football together this season. Van Jefferson's role remains largely unchanged. He has seen over the last five weeks 36 targets and caught 16 passes for 319 yards and two touchdowns. He saw a season high nine targets in last week's loss to the Green Bay Packers and also finished with the season high 93 yards while scoring a touchdown in this game. Over the last five weeks, Van Jefferson has averaged 12 fantasy points per game and really just kind of looks like a solid wide receiver three or a wide receiver four who is worth throwing into your lineups uh, moving forward. On the year, Jefferson has caught 33 of 62 passes for 580 yards and four touchdowns. And while I will say that it's mildly concerning that he's only caught 53% of the targets he has seen this season, the volume is still very good. It appears to be there. And Jefferson can enjoy some productive weeks with games coming against Jacksonville, Arizona, Seattle, and Minnesota over the the next four weeks so i would be looking to do about a 10 percent fab bid on van jefferson i think that if you have the room for a wide receiver three maybe he's better served as a wide receiver four but either way i like the volume that he's been seeing i like the fact that he has not seen a decreased role since obj has arrived and if anything he maybe looks more like the rams wide receiver two moving forward rather than the wide receiver three the next receiver we're going to look at is josh reynolds of the detroit lions he is currently rostered in just one percent of leagues in week 12 he and the Lions lost on Thanksgiving Day to the Chicago Bears at home, 16-14. In Week 13, they get a matchup at home against the Lions. In that loss to the Bears, Josh Reynolds saw five targets on the day. He caught three passes for 70 yards and one touchdown. He finished with 16 fantasy points on the day, which was good for the wide receiver, 19 overall. And what I think is really interesting now with Josh Reynolds, he's arrived at Detroit. He's been there for the last two weeks. Um, and over those last two weeks, he is second amongst... Lions wide receivers with 47 snaps played and he's tied with Amon Ross St. Brown with eight targets over that stretch which uh, is tied for the lead for all wide receivers now that's not a ton of targets and we know that overall Josh Reynolds is probably still getting acclimated somewhat to the Lions offense but the fact that he has been with that team for two weeks and is now second in snaps played over that span I think is very telling and very encouraging we also know that he has chemistry with Jared Goff dating back to their time spent together with the Los Angeles Rams. So um, the Lions are still the Lions. Jared Goff is still Jared Goff. He's not great, but Reynolds could provide some usable weeks as a low-end wide receiver for in deeper leagues, I believe. He has an upcoming matchup against Minnesota. That's a pretty generous matchup. Denver, not so much, but then games against Arizona, Atlanta, and Seattle. You likely won't have to pay up too much to get him. There's a good chance that he probably flew under a lot of people's radars this Thanksgiving since he just had that one big play and kind of walked away, but he's seeing the field. He's seeing snaps. He's without a doubt definitely a starter on the roster if the last two weeks are any indicator and he's even arguably the best wide receiver on their roster and we know again that chemistry with Jared Goff could be meaningful so I'd be doing about three to five percent fab bid on Josh Reynolds if you're playing in a deep league I think he's a fine wide receiver four maybe you don't start him this week against uh, Minnesota maybe you wait to see how things look but in theory, he should be a very solid start against Minnesota. You, there's a lot of wide receivers you would want to start against Minnesota. But if you're a little hesitant on what his usage is going to look like, maybe you hold off. But I think that as a deep wide receiver flyer, I think Josh Reynolds is more than viable. Again, I'd be doing about 3 to 5% fat bit on him. Now we're going to switch over to the tight end position. And the first tight end we're going to look at is Indianapolis Colts tight end Jack Doyle. He is rostered in only 1% of league. In week 12, Doyle and the Colts lost 38-31 to at home against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. In week 13, they traveled to Houston to face the Texans. In that loss to the Buccaneers, Doyle caught 
six of seven targets for 81 yards and one touchdown. He finished the day with 20.1 fantasy points, which was good enough for the overall tight end one position on the week. Now, Doyle is turning into a weekly streaming option, someone you can consider for that. He is not yet turning into someone who we want to be starting every week, but he has seen 17 targets over the last three weeks and saw seven targets last week against the Buccaneers. He is never the kind of player who you're going to get overly excited to roster or start, but he does have three touchdowns in the last five weeks and is averaging 9.7 fantasy points per game over that span. He's still, again, nothing more than a streamer, but he does get a nice matchup in week 13 against the Texans, who have allowed the six most fantasy points to tight ends this season. He's a player who I'd be more than comfortable with rostering in week 13 against the Texans. I'd be doing about three to five percent fab bit on him. And then once you get him on your roster, I'd just say treat it as a fluid situation. Decide whether or not he makes sense to start on the following week. If so, do it. If not, he's replaceable. You were probably already streaming tight ends if Jack Doyle is someone you were considering taking in the first place. The next tight end we're going to take a look at is Seattle Seahawks tight end Gerald Everett, who is currently rostered in 27% of leagues in week 12. Everett and the Seahawks lost on the road to the Washington football team in week 13. They are home against the San Francisco 49ers. In that loss to the Washington football team, Everett saw nine targets on the day. He caught five of them for 37 yards and one touchdown. He finished with 14.7 fantasy points, which was good for the overall tight end six. If you watched any of this game, um, again, week 12 against the Washington football team, you can see that Russell Wilson has kind of looked like a broken player ever since returning from finger surgery, which he did so in week 10 against the Green Bay Packers. Since he returned, Wilson has just two touchdown passes to two interceptions over a three-game span, perhaps not coincidentally. Since Wilson returned in Week 10, Everett has seen a significant boost in targets with a uh, a season-high eight targets in Week 10, followed then by a season-high again this past week in Week 9 against the Washington football team. Overall, in that three-week stretch, Everett has totaled 21 targets. He's caught 16 of those for 137 yards and one touchdown. He's totaled 11.9 fantasy points per game in that brief span. And while he gets a tough matchup against the San Francisco 49ers this week, he could still see enough volume to, I think, sneak into the top 12, given the way Russell Wilson has been targeted any more of the short and intermediate parts of the field, which I really think is why Everett has seen an uptick in targets and overall fantasy production. I think that Wilson is playing more conservatively. I'm not quite sure that his finger is fully healed from the surgery that he underwent about a month and a half ago. I think that maybe Everett's recent fantasy success is directly correlated with the fact that Wilson is returning from injury. Maybe he's not as accurate or maybe he doesn't feel as confident throwing the ball, which is why Everett has seen more targets. Uh, again, he gets to San Francisco 49ers this week. Could be a tough matchup. Maybe he gets there on volume alone, but then in week 14, the Seahawks and Gerald Everett get the Houston Texans who we just mentioned with Jack Doyle as a very generous matchup for the tight end position so I'd be doing about a three percent fab bid I think on Gerald Everett he's not a player who I think is going to blow the the cover off of any week but I think he's an athletic tight end I think he's a reliable tight end I think that he's someone that Russell Wilson may continue leaning on as he continues to recover from a surgery that I'm not quite sure he's 100% back from yet now we're going to get into our super sleepers portion of the show and the first player we're going to look at is Kendrick Bourne of the New England Patriots who's currently rostered in 24% of leagues in week 12. Bourne and the Patriots defeated the Tennessee Titans at home 36-13. In week 13, they head to Buffalo to take on the Bills. In that win over the Tennessee Titans, Bourne caught five of six targets for 61 yards and two touchdowns. And it may come as a surprise to you, but Bourne has actually been a relatively solid, um, maybe solid's not the word, maybe consistent is the word, producer in the in fantasy and, and for the New England Patriots so far this season. He currently ranks 38th in the league 
league in receptions with 52. He also ranks 27th in the league in receiving yards with 623 while catching five touchdown passes. Now, he has only seen five or more targets in four of the 12 games he's played this year, but he has displayed um, the ability to give fantasy managers decent weeks. He has scored double-digit fantasy points in exactly 50% of his games this season, and he has gone for 15 or more fantasy points in four out of 12 games this year. That's really not that bad. Uh, He also has, I believe, three games where he scored 20 or more fantasy points. So in deeper leagues, I think that Kendrick Bourne is uh, more than just a stash. I think he's someone who you're considering rolling out if you've got the ability to start maybe four or five wide receivers. I think Kendrick Bourne is someone who you're going to throw into your lineup and hope that he's, you know, catching the passes that he's catching, that he's seeing the looks that he's getting. He's, he's again, had a very solid floor um, overall and is capable of giving those spike weeks. He's averaging uh, just over four receptions per game. That's very good. And he's a player who I think is going to give added value should Jacoby Myers or someone like Hunter Henry or um, Johnny Smith ever go down, where now someone who's proven to be reliable in this offense with those players healthy sees only an expanded role if someone were to go down. Born again this offseason, he signed a three-year, $15 million deal with the Patriots. It was one of the earlier signings in free agency. It was rather surprising to a lot of people, but he's being used. He's flying under the radar. Again, 27th in the league in receiving yards of 623. I don't think that a lot of people would have guessed that he is performing at that level in terms of yards. So whether you view him as a true sleeper or not, I would still be going ahead and and rostering him right now. Again, he's only rostering 24% of leagues. I'd be doing about 7 to 10% bid on him, and I really think that he's a borderline must-start in wide receiver leagues where you can start four wide receivers. Even as a low-end wide receiver three who's capable of giving you big weeks, he's gone over double-digit fancy points in half of the games he's played this season. I think he's a very fine player to add onto your roster and consider starting anywhere from a, as a wide receiver three to a wide receiver four or more. The final player we are going to talk about this week is Matt Breida of the Buffalo Bills. He is currently rostered in 23% of leagues. In Week 12, Breida and the Bills defeated the New Orleans Saints on the road 31-6. In Week 13, they play host the New England Patriots. Now in week uh, 12 against the Saints, Brita saw nine carries, which he took for 26 yards. He also caught two of two targets for 29 yards and one touchdown, finishing the day with 13.5 fantasy points, which was good for the running back 18 overall. Whether or not you view Brita as a sleeper, that's kind of up to you. He's certainly a player who has come on in uh, the last couple of weeks. In particular, over the last three weeks, he's really carved out a meaningful role in Buffalo, so much so that Zach Moss was actually a healthy scratch in that week 12 win against the Saints. As as a result, Breed ended up totaling 55 yards from scrimmage on a season-high 11 touches, and he found the end zone. Over the last three weeks, Breed has finished with 13.1 fantasy points per game. He has also totaled three touchdowns over that span thanks to a two-touchdown performance in Week 10 against the Jets. Uh, last week against the Saints marked the first time that Breed had seen double-digit opportunities, so I'm not quite ready to talk about throwing him into your lineups yet, but I do think at the very least he should be someone who you are stashing, and in the most desperate of scenarios, you can certainly start him. I think that he adds a little bit of a pass-catching upside. Certainly, we saw that this past week with his two receptions for 29 yards and a touchdown, and they ran the ball with him nine times, so he's not a player who I think is a stud. I don't think he's going to be any kind of league winner, but I think that he's someone who at the very least is going to provide possibly a solid RB3 floor going forward. We just need to see a little bit more how he's going to be used whether or not Zach Moss continues to be a healthy scratch could also factor in just how usable Matt Breida is in any given week but I'd be doing about a five percent maybe a little bit more than that bid on him right now get him on your roster stash him the Bills have used him a lot over the last couple weeks he's had 13 or more fantasy points in each in two of the last three weeks he's a player who they don't seem to be going away from so last sleeper is Bills running back Matt Breida 
If you're a new listener and want to learn about all the amazing tools and articles over at Rotoviz, be sure to head on over to rotaviz.com and subscribe to the website. New subscribers can save 10% at checkout by using promo code RVRADIO2021. That's going to do it for today's Waiver Wire Rider podcast. Be sure to subscribe to Rotoviz Radio wherever you listen to your podcast. Leave us a review. That always helps us out. And once again, my name is Zachary Kruger. You can find me on Twitter at ZK underscore FFB. Thank you for tuning into today's show. And until next time, I wish you good luck and a good day. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.